So you know how speaking on stage has been on your vision board for the past couple of years, even if you're an introvert? Here's how we're going to make that happen. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. And this week's episode is part of our ending 2019 strong woohoo series. So this is a special series where I'm going to bring on guests and doing solo episodes all about the goals that I know y'all had set at the beginning of 2019 to make sure that they actually happen. And if for some freak reason they don't in 2019, that you are set up for success in 2020. What, guys? And if actually getting money from your email list is a very big up on that goal, make sure that you head on over to katedoster.com forward slash class to save your seat to the Little List Big Profit Masterclass, guys. It has been called, quote, life-changing, super awesome and unbelievably amazing. So (laughs) I have not just said that myself. It's legitly been said about people. So today's episode is all about public speaking. That's right, getting yourself up on stage, being that expert. And I know that a lot of people, a lot of people actually have a big fear about getting on stage. But I know as somebody who is so dedicated to their audience, just like you are, you know that you need to get your message out there in a bigger way. And honestly, being able to speak on stage is just going to help you build that authority. So I went and I found an amazing public speaking coach called Jessica, and she is from the Public Speaking Strategist. And I think that's what I love about Jess so much is because she has such an analytical mind. So this episode is absolutely jam-packed, but I did want to say it might have a little bit of a trigger warning for people. You see, Jess actually took what was an extremely tragic event, one that actually, spoiler alert, got her jail time and turned it into a flourishing career and actually turned her life around and had it mean something, something that could have derailed her forever, sent her into a depression forever. She clawed her way out of. Was it instant? Obviously not. But she does share about the tragedy at the beginning of this episode. And so I just want to let everyone know that it is coming. However, guys, Jess gives so many great tips about how to deal with imposter syndrome, where we should actually be getting started. The thing that you can do right now to actually set yourself up to get spoken to on stages and all that juicy goodness. And Jess is going to answer one of the burning questions that I've always had. I'm looking at all my notes here, guys, because I have so, so, so many things. And that is, do virtual summits, are being a guest on them, actually going to help you land speaking gigs? Are they smart to do? She's going to let you know all about what she calls a speaker sprint and so, so, so much more, guys. So without further ado, let's go ahead and meet Jessica. All right, my inbox besties, besties. I am super excited to bring Jessica here today. We are going to talk all about speaking on stage because I know that y'all like me, secretly want to get your booty up there more so that way you can get your message spread. We're going to talk about how you can make that impact and income in a little bit. But first, yes, I would love to know a little bit more about you and about the business that you're on. So go ahead and tell us all about you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Jessica Razzle and I'm a public speaking strategist for entrepreneurs. So I partner with business owners who are 
most of them are online, not exclusively online, but you have programs and courses and services that you'd love to move people back into and you want to make a bigger impact. So I help you figure out what message you should be sharing from the stage and how to do it in a way that works for your business. Oh, that is so unbelievably awesome. I can hear everyone's ears perk up. They're like, yeah. <laughs> exactly what we want to do. Now, I know that you actually got into the entrepreneurial game or at least into public speaking in a little bit of a different way. Do you want to go ahead and tell us about that story, how you actually came to do this? Yeah, I my story is very different than most people's. And honestly, that was a big thing that held me back in the beginning. So if you're somebody who feels like my journey is different, like who am I to do this? I'm here to tell you that that means nothing and you can. <laughs> Um, as long as you are doing work for the right reasons and you really want to serve your audience, how you got into this does not matter. I was a college freshman, um, scholarship student, you know, just your average kid. I was nothing special and I was not horrible. I was just your average run-of-the-mill student. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to be, but business was always on my heart and I was a business scholarship student. I had gone in... Um, like I went in through this entrepreneurial program in high school, like such a nerd. Like I just, I didn't necessarily love math and science, but let me make a fake business and I'm here for it. And <laughs> that's how I got the scholarship. So don't think I'm a great academic student. It was because I got to make a fake business. And I have I, to know what was the fake business? Well, it was an, it was like an actually an, like an auto insurance class. And we each had to make our own agency. So, but we got to brand our agency, Ooh. which super fun. <laughs> I'm all like, yes, I've really? totally done this project. It was before. definitely my favorite class. <laughs> and, um, so I loved that. I always had that like business fire, but I just thought I was going to do the traditional route. The thing that everybody did that my parents expected that I would go, you know, four years, get my business degree, get my master's and sit in some fancy office for the rest of my life. But one Friday night in 2006, I threw it all away when I went out with my best friend who I had known since I was five years old and we ended up drinking. I drove us home and five minutes from her dorm room, there was a car accident. We don't know what caused the accident, but Laura was killed on impact and I was inches away from my own death. And when you go through something like this and everything that you know is taken away in a matter of moments and it is, the blood is on your hands. You did this. It's really hard to figure out what do I do next? Like, how do I keep going through this and why should I even want to keep going? But I had just graduated from high school. I was only 18 and it was prom time. And I didn't know why, but there was something in me that just felt like, I needed to speak to the kids at the school I just graduated from. I needed to come in before their prom and just tell them what we had done, share with them my story and hope that they wouldn't repeat my mistake and hope that Laura's life wouldn't be lost in vain. And I did. And it was horrible. I cried through the whole thing. I don't recommend this. It was way too fresh. <laughs> but I nothing happened that night. No kids got in trouble. There was this shift that happened within the school. And we had received so many phone calls from parents thanking us. And it was this little window into the possibility. And I saw that maybe, just maybe, my story, me getting uncomfortable and sharing the biggest mistake I've ever made, how I shattered countless lives, 
could actually prevent somebody else from repeating that mistake. And I like lit this fire in me. I traveled all over the country for two years and spoke to over 15,000 kids. And at this time, I was actually facing 10 and a half to 15 years in prison for a DUI manslaughter charge. So this isn't exactly what your attorney recommends to go do when you're facing that. But I didn't care. Like this was the thing that was giving me purpose and I had to do it. Um, you can fast forward. I've, I just reached a point where I needed some closure and I asked the judge to sentence me. And I spent the next four years of my life in prison behind razor wire. The four years of my life where all of my friends were finishing college and getting married and starting careers. And when I came home to start over, I really didn't know who Jessica was. I'd kind of gotten lost in everything. And I, this is kind of where I had a lot of roadblocks along the way. Um, but my business became, you know, it, it was born out of trying to start over and realizing if there was one thing that I became really good at through these years, it was taking a very difficult story and sharing it in a way that could serve somebody else, but still protect you to make sure you shared it the right way. And I had helped other people do this. So I started my coaching business, helping other business owners, because I still had that business fire in me, yeah. take their messy stories and share it the right way. And I did that for a few years, but it seems like the thing that we're really good at, we're usually just way too close to it to see the value. And that was how speaking was for me. I'd been speaking for a decade at this point and just assumed all of these other people know how to do this. You know, these are incredible <laughs> business owners. What do you mean they don't know how to speak? Until I went to my first conference and realized these incredible business owners had built these amazing businesses that I was envious of, that I didn't feel like I was good enough to be in that room with them, but they didn't know how to translate it to the stage. They didn't know how to take it offline. They didn't know how to maximize this short 30, 40, 60 minute presentation to serve their audience and make conversions. So that's the point that we made the shift within my own business to go beyond just story and really move into the speaking strategy. And that has allowed me to increase my ripple effect, to know that I'm not just helping a business owner craft their story, but I'm helping them get it out there in the world and make a difference. Oh, that was a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> much, there's so much to unpack there. So first of all, I want to thank you just for being so vulnerable and actually sharing with us. I know a lot of people, especially when they're in such really a gut-wrenching situation because it was indeed like it was your best friend forever. It was practically your family. And then to, you know, admit to everyone like, yeah, like I was in prison. I spent four years in there. And I have to say I worked a lot with, they call them endangered youth. So that'd be all in and out of juvie. And a lot of the kids said that they didn't know who they were because they were used to being a number. So it's so nice to see somebody who, you know, you took ownership for your actions and you went there and you served your time and now you came out. And I'm sure that there are moments in time where, you know, you might've been floundering. And while you guys are listening, you don't have to go through some type of traumatic event to speak. And we're going to speak more about that as well going on. I just love the fact that, you found power in what could be such a dark situation and from a more sort of practical standpoint and i think that this is probably what we're going to get into a little bit later on in the interview you have this message but i'm sure you just didn't wait for someone to come and find you and i feel like some of us that are in the online space or the influencer space we think like oh like if i just blog enough someone's going to come ask me to speak you literally knew in your case, it was very like internal, like you knew in your heart, 
I need to go talk to high schoolers. I guarantee you, you're the one that called and was like, this is what happened. Can I come talk? Is that how all of the other like high school talkings that you got booked out for that? Would you just reach out to like the next local high school in the next one? How did that work? Oh girl, you are speaking to my heart. <laughs> I, <laughs> I cannot just reiterate everything you just said enough. Like that is a big thing for me. And I have to be very careful about how I talk about this because I don't want it to come off the wrong way. But I know because I have such a personal tie to how I got started in speaking that I am very, I do have like a low tolerance for people who are like, but I don't want to go ask because if by not putting yourself out there, by not asking for the opportunity, by not going after it, you're not serving your people. Like you're holding back something from them that could change their life, could change their business. And that's pretty dang selfish. And <laughs> that's my same philosophy on sales. We call them ethical <laughs> entrepreneurs. I'm like, how much of a jerk are you not telling people that you have something for sale that is going to actually almost guarantee they take action because cash equals action and get results. Now they're going to some slimy dude who just sees them as a number. Like stop being a jerk and tell people about your stuff. So I love that we're the yes. same attitude. Stop being selfish. You're not being selfish. selfish. You're not, you're being selfish. You are. And with speaking in particular, we have to understand that in today's world, we are constantly inundated with content and people and things and our attention span is super short. So you can't just assume that all of these organizers are out there reading the content you're creating. You need to go ahead and put it right in front of them. For me, when I first started speaking, I've actually reverse engineered my process and I call it a speaker sprint. And it's what we do with my clients who are trying to build credibility fast, but it's exactly what I did when I started. So this was 13 years ago. Okay. There was not the, like, there wasn't this magical formula to make a post go viral, right? Like there was none of this. Let's I'm going to date, date myself for a second. There was my space. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> and they're hiring you. There was legit press releases. It was a very different time. You couldn't just tweet something out and get press on your case. Like it is much easier to build credibility and do it fast today. I didn't have that luxury. So what I did was I started with my network. I reached out to the high school. My closest network was the high school I had just graduated from. And I went and I put my skin in the game. I went and spoke. I asked for nothing in return. I wasn't being paid for this. I wanted to serve and I wanted to serve them well. So I did it. And when I was done, I asked them to introduce me to the next one. And I built this. I went out there. I invested. Listen to this. I invested my college savings to go and do this, to speak all over because I was so dedicated to the mission and that paid off in the long term. And that's the piece that I think a lot of us struggle with that we feel like speaking, like we need something handed to us right out of the gate or we should assume that we're gonna get this big paycheck. It doesn't mean that I don't receive that now. It doesn't mean that this hasn't evolved and I haven't shifted. But in the beginning when I was, I had all the odds stacked against me. You know, I was a, I was, pending 10 and a half to 15 years in prison, literally on paper, there was nothing about me that looked good. So I needed to show up and prove that I was doing this for the right reason, that I really did care about these students. And you kind of have to do that for your business. In our this day and age, it's so easy to just throw up a website and say you're an expert at something. And how is an organizer going to know that you actually care about their audience, that you actually have something to deliver that's valuable? The only way you can do that is by showing up 
up and serving them, whether that's online, through videos, on Instagram stories, they will want a taste for what you have to deliver. And by me making that investment, putting in the time, staying in the trenches and serving without expecting anything in return, my story in turn was on ABC 2020. Katie Couric um, had an MTV special, The Guardian 17, anything you could think of. It's currently on international Netflix. And that was not because somebody handed something to me. It's because I was willing to do whatever it took to get this message out there. Yeah, I think that that's just so powerful. Do you feel for the speakers that come up to you, even though a lot of them want to be on stage, do you feel that they have almost a fear of being not necessarily seen, but a fear of almost rejection? Because it sounds like you were just so passionate because you did have this other extraneous force. Like you had your best friend's life you needed to make count. What about the people that are just like, I don't know, like, do, do I know enough about Pinterest to talk about this? Like, can I talk about being a mom and a business owner? What do you say to those people that have almost that imposter syndrome, but know that they want to get on stage? I think the biggest thing for me is understanding where you fit into the mix because speaking is not one size fits all. And especially as a business owner, you, we really have to stop comparing ourselves to other people and other people's journey. And on, I am like strategy through and through. <laughs> like <laughs> I see no point in doing something if it doesn't move your needle, whatever your needle is. And so in the beginning, my needle was saving lives today. I mean, I still do that, but that is through other means. I've actually written a book to share my story so that that can live on without me having to rehash it as often. Um, but as far as moving the needle in my business, I want to be in front of people who are perfect clients for me. And that's probably where you fall. So I tend to look at speaking in three different categories. Most of us as business owners fall into tier one or two. Um, one's not better than the other. I'm just not creative with names. So I named it one and two. <laughs> we can talk after air. Y'all know you're like, but Kate talks about the Sir Mix-a-Lot principle all the time. <laughs> we, Her business so, does not like pop culture references as much as you guys. Best you <laughs> okay, we'll chat, we'll chat. Tier one is speakers who, like you are a business owner and that you want to speak because you want to build credibility for your business. Maybe you're trying to break out as the go-to expert on online marketing, on Pinterest, on um, sales strategies, whatever it looks like for you. You're feeling like I need to, I'm getting ready to launch this course, this program, and I want people to know I'm the expert. I want to speak. That is tier one. Tier two is more for conversions. This is, I already have things in place that I want to move people into. So maybe you have courses, you have services, you have things, you have open spots for clients, ways that money comes into your business. And you want to speak in front of ideal clients so that you can show them what you have. Um, that is a lot more strategic. That is very much for conversions. If you're not sure where you fit into the mix, I have a really short quiz that will help you figure out because we can get in our own way for this and yeah. overcomplicate it. And I want you to do what works for you. You're not married to your tier. It can change at any time, <laughs> but for right now in the season of life, you want to take steps that are the best fit for you. Um, you can go to the public speaking strategist.com slash quiz. And it's like 10 questions and you know, if you're a one or a two, um, but when you figure that part out, it gives you so much permission to realize I don't have to do what the other person is doing because all I'm focused on is what's going to work for my business. So if you're feeling like 
I'm not sure if I know enough about this. That was something you said. Um, then maybe that's not the part to talk about. Maybe for you, there's something else you should be speaking about. What does that look like for your business? And that when most of, I can tell you that 99% of my clients and students who feel like, do I know enough about this? It's not the topic that's wrong. They're probably supposed to be, what do we say, Pinterest? They're supposed to be talking about Pinterest. The problem is they're trying to talk in front of the wrong audience. So this is super common. So say I'm a Pinterest strategist, which I'm not. <laughs> We're both I have, I was like, we don't know how it works. I don't know anything about that. Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa is my Pinterest strategist and I love her because I don't know anything about Pinterest. <laughs> so for, say I'm Vanessa and I'm a Pinterest strategist. If I'm feeling like the problem that a lot of us do is as business owners, we're probably in a mastermind or we're in a group program or we are in a circle of our peers and we start to question, do I have enough value to share with my peers? But I'm willing to bet your ideal client is not your peer. They're probably a few steps behind you. So the biggest mistake we tend to make is we try to speak to the peer. We try to speak to like our biz bestie. And our client might not be that person. We don't need to serve somebody at our stage or beyond us. We're trying to serve somebody just a few steps behind to help them get to where we are. And are we qualified to do that? Absolutely. If I walked over to your laptop, how many tabs are I see open? One, two, 27. And let's be real, you're probably listening to this podcast with one earbud in and you're driving or doing the dishes, but secretly you're mapping out your next new course which will definitely propel you to six figures and beyond, unlike those eight other half-finished stinker courses that are just clogging up your hard drive on your computer, those things are going nowhere. But then you remember you haven't actually done a blog post in like two months, so you should probably do that, but your traffic's like five, so that really doesn't matter that much, especially since you're now getting the red arrow of death from your Facebook business page, so clearly you now need to do a live, but you gotta clean up the house and make sure that the kids aren't around and get that done, so then maybe you'll go back to the course, but then, I don't know about the blog post, but like, it's really gonna be that effective, and then you just get so frazzled and so overwhelmed, they just like, screw it. I'm watching the Gilmore Girls again. Hashtag Team Jess forever. The problem is, is that you're trying to run your business from a pretty notebook that you got from Target that you've lost, and the scrap pieces of paper that you now use to kind of make up for it, which have a never ending to-do list that never gets done because you're so scattered. What you need is a simple system that was created for somebody like you, an uber-passionate, super-scattered, shiny object-prone creative entrepreneur with a passion for business, but organization's not really your strong point. Created by somebody who actually gets it, the most anti-type A personality that there is, me. What you need is trialing for traffic. Trialing for traffic is literally your business in a box. See, I like that pretty notebook that we still can't find. Trailer for Traffic actually comes with boards and workflows that you can use to run your business. I'm talking about breaking down everything into the nitty gritty smallest parts so nothing slips through the cracks. Everything from what you need to do when with a mega launch to how to use Pinterest without actually having to pay for a scheduler. And of course, my favorite, how to plan out your quarter, week, and day. Because if I'm looking at everything in my week, I'm going to skip around. That's why my day board is my favorite. Now, to get your hands on all of these 22 boards and 15 workflows, which have been called life-changing by not one, but several of the 100 students that invested in this course the first three days it was open, craziness, right? Head on over to trellingfortraffic.com. That's trellingfortraffic.com. And guys, I didn't even tell you the best part. It's only 24 bucks. Isn't your sanity worth 24 bucks? 
especially when I'll give you that recognition and revenue that your business deserves. So head on over to trelloingfortraffic.com right now. I think we always tend to forget these things so much. Like the other day we went to this thing at my local library and the kids wanted to like stay. I'm like, no, mommy's going to go teach a webinar. And like the guy who was actually running it was like this little musical group. He's like, you do stuff online. And I'm like, yeah. And so like, I'm spouting off these terms because I forget that not everyone knows things like, oh yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, we can handle SEO and a little bit of management. Like I need to know your goals and all this sort of stuff. And you can just see like the eyes going in the back of his head. He's just like, I know nothing. I just want to get online and have a better website. Like we can help with that. So it's just, it's so funny that we forget, especially, I love what you said about teaching to your peers, especially in the online space you guys, even if you're not teaching people how to make money online, even if you're doing something completely different, like you're doing your mom blog or, you know, bringing religion more into your life, we you know, tend to sort of just stay in this little online bubble space. And we forget there's a whole big wide world out there that doesn't know everything that we know that doesn't actually like think like, Oh, like that's not enough. They're like, no, that's great. So I love that. Yeah. Even if you're not like, maybe you're just starting, maybe you're listening to this podcast because you're wanting to grow your email list and you're wanting to go online. My mom, um, for example, she's an artist and she, same thing when she was starting to teach classes and move more online, she, she has so many friends who are artists and in her gallery. And she would forget that the person she is serving doesn't know what supplies to pick out. They don't know what kind of paint they need. They don't know the basics. So I want to encourage you to, to kind of step outside of yourself for a second and really focus in on your person. What is it that they need from you and how can you deliver that? Because we, we try to overcomplicate this so much and we just need to focus on them. Yeah. And just to bring it back what you said before about how going into this for the right reasons, making sure that you're saying the right message to the right people. Obviously, like if I go in and I talk to, you know, email marketing for something that has like nothing to do with it whatsoever, or like, you know, a group of like, what, like, what are they called in corporate? Like, C-level executives that are just trying to like get ahead and really just want motivation and leadership. It's never going to work, especially with my style being as sort of like fun and free going as it is, they might want something a little bit more rigid, a little bit more buttoned up. So know who you want to serve and to go in there with the right reason. I know we could talk forever and people are going to definitely want to go ahead and take that quiz, but I would love it if you could just like take us a little peek behind the curtain and let us know. Okay. So we've decided, you know what? We want to talk to these people. There are a couple of steps behind us. What is some of the first things that we can actually do to start, you know, landing some speaking gigs, getting things out there? Should we just be talking to anything in particular? Should we start local? Do we just shoot for the stars? What's some of the things that we should start with? Oh, I love this question. Cause again, my brain is like all strategy. I'm <laughs> such a nerd. Um, so very specifically, if you take the quiz, it will tell you based on yours, the exact, like how to pick your topic, where to find events, all of that. But let me give you the general overview in case you kind of fall in the middle. Um, the first thing you have to do is figure out what on earth you're going to talk about. <laughs> what is your zone of expertise? Because no, most organizers, the misconception is that all events put out an application and you fill it out and then you get selected to speak. But the reality is most organizers handpick their speakers. So what that looks like is they're going to say, I need somebody to speak on these three topics. We're going to keep coming back to Pinterest since we're here. <laughs> I, need a, I need a Pinterest speaker. 
who is the first person that comes to mind for me as the Pinterest expert, right? And we want to make sure that you are top of mind for an organizer for whatever your area of expertise is. And what that looks like is right now starting to go ahead and get in the trenches, just like I was out there speaking in the beginning to show that this was something that not to say that I was an expert on, that sounds horrible, but that this was my topic. I was out there every day talking about it and you can do the same thing right from your computer. So how are you showing up on social media? Are you just talking about your dog? I love my dogs, but, or are you talking about your Pinterest strategy, the difference it's making for people, things that they can implement today? Are you actually getting on video? And trust me, I'm so uncomfortable with video. (laughs) I can tell you firsthand, I work with a lot of organizers to curate their lineup. They come to me and ask about, you know, who has been through our courses or who has worked with me because they know that they're vetted. Um, One of the biggest thing that they ask for is video. It doesn't have to be a perfect polished demo reel, but they want to see, are you on YouTube? Are you showing up on Instagram stories? Little pieces that gives an organizer a peek into what it would be like to have you on the stage. Doesn't have to be perfect and polished, but can you actually deliver the content um, in a way that is clear and concise? Because blogs are incredible and it builds a lot of credibility, SEO, all the things, but can you get beyond writing? Are you actually somebody who can deliver this from the stage? And video, audio, things like that, podcasting, this allows organizers to get a taste for what it would be like to have you on their stage. So I cannot stress enough, um, not ditching your blog, but maybe adding in some audio and video content to give those organizers a sneak peek in. If you're getting started, my biggest, biggest, please write this one down tip is to start in your own backyard. There are so many resources for you that you can drive to without having to get on a plane. And the biggest mistake that I see entrepreneurs making when they're trying to start speaking is we seek out these big national conferences. We want the big shiny event and we forget that this costs money. It costs money to go to these things. And the last thing I want for you is at the end of the year to say, oh my goodness, I invested thousands of dollars into speaking and I didn't make anything back from this because you can build your credibility right in your hometown. I'm willing to bet that there are entrepreneurial meetups, there are groups, there are organizations that you can go to and serve speak, pour into these people so that you can get photos and videos and testimonials that you can use to get onto those bigger stages. Plus, you just want to get comfortable. You want to get really good at what you're doing before you go up on the big stage. Because if you bomb it on front of 10 people, who cares? But if you bomb in front of 10,000 people, we might be a little bit upset. (laughs) So no matter what it is that you're doing, there's definitely something within your hometown that you can start with. And that's what I do with schools. Um, And that's what I encourage my clients to do with their business stuff. That is awesome. Now, I know that not like everyone who follows this podcast is like, you know, in the online making money space or in the marketing space in particular, but what if they're like, yeah, but no one in my town gets it. Like I have definitely said in Rhode Island, I'm like, it is far and few between that I ever find any digital entrepreneurs. Like it's just not around here. Do you say that's bullcrap and you just need to look harder? Where should people start looking? 
So I would say to that two questions, um, are there other people who can benefit from your topic? Because if you're doing it to build credibility, the convert, right? Here's my tier one and tier two. Sorry, my brain is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> if we're doing this to build credibility, who you're speaking in front of is not as important because you're not focused on getting the conversion. What you're doing is trying to build credibility so that you can get booked at an event in front of your dream clients. So if I know that in my area, I'm a dog groomer, I'm totally, I'm not promise. <laughs> I'm a dog groomer and I want to help other people um, jumpstart their dog grooming business. But in my town, there's nothing for this, but I'm going to go speak at an event for brick and mortar companies um, who maybe could benefit a little bit from some online strategy. I, oh, no, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Um, but <laughs> This is the way our brain I, works. Like, yeah. Or like, this is normal. Jess and I could be the same person guys. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. For that, knowing that I'm there with the intention of getting comfortable on stage, getting photos, getting videos that I can leverage to maybe go to that national dog grooming conference. Um, <laughs> but there is, I'm sure we're laughing, but I'm sure there are, and I, the reason I know that this is a real thing is because in those emails after the quiz, one of them is about cat grooming. Um, and I Googled it to find searches. So like I show you in the emails, like how to find events. <laughs> but like, I know this cause I've done this. Um, but for you, if you're feeling like there's nobody around you who does what you do, then maybe you just need to use those opportunities to build the credibility. Maybe it's just photos, videos, being able to post on social that you're speaking because in the eyes of the organizer who's watching you, you're putting your skin in the game, right? Like you're showing up and serving your people. You're not asking for some golden opportunity without having done the work. And that's something that just speaks volumes. Um, also, if it's something that's within driving distance, so I'm in Florida, but maybe that means I, in the beginning, drove up to North Florida and across the state to go to different schools. I didn't have to get on a plane and incur a ton of fees, but we did have to drive a few hours to reach more people. And it still is better than me flying to California. Big cost difference. So yeah, right. you might have to go a little bit beyond your bubble, but let's try to keep it as cost effective as possible. And remember, chances are there are other people around you that are feeling the exact same way, but they just haven't found you yet. So again, it's your duty to be like, you can't just assume, you know what everyone says, duty. We're making a lot of puns here, guys, to actually get yourself out there. So that way you can help because really that's ultimately what the speaking is actually helping with. So I know we could talk like forever and forever and ever, and I absolutely love your podcast. So make sure that everyone knows all about that. And before we sort of sign off, I know you talked a lot about a very difficult time in your personal life. And I thank you for that. But has there any, even any point in this business? I know you had transitioned from sharing messy stories into actually being more strategic where you're like, McDonald's might be where it's at. I might want to just go get a J-O-B. Could you take us back to one of those moments? I mean, there's been a lot of those, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone's like, that's the exact response everyone gives. And that's how I know they're a legit business owner. Because if people said, like, oh, there weren't any, it's like, you haven't been in business enough. You haven't tried enough things. <laughs> You're not an entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I mean, that's yeah. like the reality of like, Things are not always rainbows and sunshine and puppies and kittens and everything that we want them to be. Um, let's go with the most recent one. Okay. Um, so my, for if we haven't met for the first time, I have a five and a half year old and a brand new one year old. He just turned one. And um, 
about three, three months after having my son, just literally just ending my maternity leave. And as an entrepreneur, maternity leave is hard. Um, coming back from maternity leave, we found out that my significant other was going to be leaving his corporate job. And that was terrifying because I had always had the security blanket of us being my business plus his corporate income. And now I found out that that was being taken away and my business was now going to be the sole provider for our family. And I would be lying if I didn't say that there were all of these feelings that came up, like, who are you to do this? And that was a big moment for me where I felt like, well, if I'm going to have to be the sole provider, maybe it's better if I just get a regular job, right? Those things definitely come up when yeah. you're like toe to toe with the reality of, no, this is it. Like, this is <laughs> what your family needs, um, where you start to question, but can I do that? Like, is that possible? And I do want to give you like light at the end of the tunnel. Here we are, you know, a year later and everything is wonderful. Um, I mean, everything's not, it's not rainbows and sunshine. Days suck, but I mean, we're, we're doing the thing and Chad is working with me in my business and we homeschool our children and I didn't go get a job. We're good. <laughs> And I can tell you guys, because you guys can't see the video, as you know, we record these. I'm like, she's not doing this from a box or a random Starbucks bathroom. So I can attest she has not lost a place to live. <laughs> Don't pay the mortgage. We're good. <laughs> no, we had a very similar situation where it was like my husband, it was pretty much just like he had to stay home. Like they gave like packages and stuff. But like, that was the point where it's just like, well, everything's on you, Kate. Better go on make sure this happens. But. Yeah. So I definitely get that at all. So let us know a little bit about actually about your podcast. I know you said the quiz tells all the shoes of goodness, because I can definitely tell after listening to hear about, you know, all the things about how to find gigs, we didn't even touch on actually really hardcore finding a topic or, you know, if you should give promoters a couple of different options for titles or any of that juicy goodness. So let us know where we can find you online and a little bit about your courses and services. Yes. So I'm sure by now you've figured out that I'm just a strategy nerd and I want to just give you all the information so you can implement it, but not feel overwhelmed. I want you to do the right things. <laughs> so I dish out obsessive amounts of content over on the public speaking strategy. The, no, I'm sorry. The creative speaker podcast every week. Um, that is my goal there is to help you move the needle in your business with speaking. So grow your business from the stage. So free content every week for your listening pleasure. <laughs> if you need anything else, you can always find me at the public speaking strategist.com. That's the hub for everything. Um, we're just reviving the blog. So even more content over there. Um, I can't recommend that enough though, that if you're getting started, if you don't know what your starting point is, always start with the quiz, publicspeakingstrategist.com slash quiz. Start there because it is going to help you find the roadmap for the steps that you should be taking based on where you're at. And then we can add in the rest because I want to make sure that this does not become like an extra thing on your plate, but it becomes a powerful resource for your business. Definitely, definitely. I'm sure that in somewhere, I want to say there's probably definitely some tips about how to be a speaker when you're an introvert. But I have one last yes, episode. You... <laughs> don't know the number, but it's an episode with Cinnamon Wolf on my podcast. She <laughs> actually talks about how to speak at conferences as an introvert. And it is gold. It is like, it blew my mind, the stuff she shared. I remember <laughs> I'm listening to it. <laughs> so I'm actually an introvert and I nerded out on that one with her because she gave like really good strategies um, 
and like understanding how you fit. It's just, just go listen. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. We will definitely find it. We're going to put a link in the show notes for you guys because I've been binge listening to the podcast ever since I stumbled upon Jessica. I'm just like, this is absolute gold. So my one final question for you is what are your views on virtual summits? So we had a Bailey on the show a couple episodes ago, guys, we'll go ahead and put it in the show notes. I also don't know my show notes number, but just search for how to explode your list and profits um, with a virtual summits. Do you feel that trying to get on a virtual summit will actually sort of help? Or do you think that they're two really two different creatures? So it's not like the same, same thing. Oh, I love this question. We have a few episodes coming out in the following months about online summits. And here's my thing. Again, I come back to strategy, (laughs) (laughs) depending on where you are. If you are a tier one speaker, online summits are going to be great for you because outside looking in, it shows people you're speaking, right? Just do them, do them, get practice, do it. If you're a tier two speaker and you're looking for conversions, my question to you is, do your ideal clients watch online summits? If they do not, don't waste your time. If they do, get your butt on some online summits because you are a busy business owner. You have other things to focus on. And if that's not where your people are, don't invest your time there. So unbelievably smart. Oh, and can you let us know what your Instagram handle is too? Because I know one of your tips was do Instagram stories. So I want to speak on yeah. like, hmm, what is Jessica doing on her stories? Hmm. I, I like this. So you can follow me on Instagram at Jessica Razdol. That's my personal one. That's the one that I hang out on. And if you need reminders of what episodes are live, you can follow the Creative Speaker Podcast on Instagram. That'll remind you. But I do that on mine. So just follow me and we can hang out. That sounds great. Oh my goodness, Jess. I absolutely love this episode. I feel like it's going to definitely be one of the most popular episodes that we've had. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I told you that that was a great episode and it is one. I have so many pages of notes, maybe because if you guys are longtime listeners, you said that I wanted to speak on stage and I never got around to it this year. I have to be honest with you. That's why I interviewed Jess to kind of get my butt in gear about, you know, getting on stage for at least, you know, 2020 guys and beyond since, you know, most pieces at this point in time. Like, we'll be honest with you guys. They probably have their speaker lineups if they're going to be doing something this year, but that does not mean that you cannot start local. And I cannot stress this enough. And it doesn't matter if you're in the online business space or not. And I honestly think that if you're not in the online business space, you probably would honestly have an easier time and probably a bigger turnout. You can look at things like local libraries or business associations, just get active into the things that you're at. It could be one of those things where you decide to actually rent out a room in a rec center and just like promote it yourself and see if you can get yourself a crowd so that way you can get used to speaking on a stage. And I love Jess's grassroots approach about you getting in front of people rather than assuming people are going to get in front of you. And then when she did get in front of people, she would always ask for the next referral. You know, who else do you think I should reach out to? Who do you think would benefit from this? So don't be afraid to ask because I know when you guys show up to speak, you are absolutely going to bring it. My mind was completely blown about the three phases of speakers. I did not even know that that was just a thing. Like I kind of realized like starting local, even though I was like, meh, like I can't just be like, I'm on the convert kit stage now all of a sudden. Although convert kit, if you're listening, I'll totally do it. Uh, (laughs) But to actually do start little and get yourself out there and realize, are you trying to build authority? Are you actually trying to build cash? Definitely go ahead and check Jess's quiz to see where you're at and what type of speaker you actually are at. We went ahead and put a link to that in the show notes. And I love, 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 guys, that Jess had this as her message for dealing with imposter syndrome about realizing that you're not speaking to your peers. And I think that 
that's really where imposter syndrome shows up a lot. We're like, well, you know, who could I ever tell, you know, about Pinterest stuff to or about being a mom to or about like fitness to like, I'm like, you know, nobody. Well, it's like, yeah, if you're trying to like, you know, teach, I don't know, who's a big health and fitness person, Jillian Michaels, about health and fitness, like, yeah, you're probably gonna be intimidated. And you're probably gonna be like, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. But if you are talking to a bunch of local moms, or if you are speaking at a health summit, guys, remember, it is not the other professionals that you are trying to impress. It is that crowd who came to learn about wellness that you are going to be able to really wow and help. And really, that's all public speaking is, guys. It's not like a huge ego boost, although I'm sure some people you know, think that, but it really is to be able to get your message out there and ultimately help impact lives in a greater, bigger scale. Because there's just something, guys, about being live in a room with someone that just makes it so unbelievably different and electrifying. I always like to compare it to when I went to the Price is Right taping when I was younger, so much different than watching it on television. Being locked in a room with a big wheel, it just is palpable energy. And that is it for this week's episode. As always, go ahead and tag me on the Instas, Kate underscore Doster, and what your biggest insight was from this episode. I heart you guys, and I'll see you on Monday for your next Double Dog Dare. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And for even more free value-soaked resources and a community of online entrepreneurs that actually get it, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash group to unlock your free membership to the Super Friends secret layer. And if you were one of my action takers listening over here on iTunes, thanks. Make sure that you leave a rating and review before you leave. I know it seems teeny tiny, but it makes a big world of difference in me being able to provide you with more dangerously practical tips and tricks for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. Later days.